Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Friday night, which can only mean we're talking NASCAR with Phil and Steve. What's going on, Philip? Well, sir, it's 11.35. We're entering Steven's wheelhouse, and I'm pumped up to be here, man. What a night. What a night. Uh, you got the link in your Discord, too. So I, I fired it off. People, oh, people can can flock to the show now. We have the best intro in the business. <laughs> Steve, <laughs> what's going on, man? What's going on? I'm uh, very excited about this weekend, uh, Watkins Glen. Um, I'll talk about the track a little bit, but I'm excited. We got a lot of different kind of uh drivers to look out for um three races um two tomorrow uh you know xfinity and then uh any car so looking forward to getting things going oh yeah it's exciting weekend and uh phil you're just going to call me mr 4000 from now on pete rose what an idiot (laughs) what a dope uh yeah man met charlie manuel tonight nice yeah it was pretty cool that guy he has some incredible stories. It was absolutely fantastic. Kyle and I went. So uh, the Out of Bounds boys met with Charlie Manuel. We talked 08, thanked him for everything he did for the city of Philadelphia, the, the city of brotherly love. And, uh, man, he's just – he is awesome to hang out with. Fantastic. That's so cool. Yeah, he, uh, he, he, he doesn't think anybody should ever give Pete Rose a microphone again. Can't oh, blame wow. him. Nice, nice. Yeah, I agree with him. Saxy Maxi number one says, "Let's go bowling at the Glen." Honestly, Steve, let's just go bowling anywhere. <laughs> yeah, we're doing we're doing pretty good for ourselves lately, so uh, I'm not opposed to that at all. Um, did you see uh, Eric Amarola's video with? Um, I think it was like the longest strike. I I did not. I was I was slinging shots with the last man to win a World Series in Philly. So, <laughs> <laughs> well, that's fair too. But yeah, um, pretty cool. Um, check it out when when we're done here. Pretty, you know, last they did the uh, first is the fastest strike. Now it's the longest strike. So yeah, there you go. If you're if you're bored, go ahead and check that out. Nice. Hey Arch, do you mind if I take a victory lap real quick? No, please. Listen, the Speedway boys, we banked 17.94 units last week in mm. only two races. It was one for the ages. We didn't even we didn't even get an outright winner on Sunday, but our head-to-heads went 14 and 3. So, wow. tip of the cap to you, Steve G. Well done, sir. Always here for you, man. Always here for the followers, always <laughs> here for the community. I'm a, I'm a man of the people. If only Pete Rose could say the same thing. <laughs> If Pete Rose was as good as Steve, he never would have gotten into any trouble. No, and he probably would have had 5,000 hits. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. All right. Victory lap achieved. I thought you were taking a, a royal size victory lap, too. Plus 178. There you go. Pays to listen to the morning show. That's, that's all right. I can say. <laughs> and those fucking Padres are losing right now. Unbelievable. Okay. Rats. Never laid Rats. too much juice. That's the moral of the story, right? Right. Never laid that much so unless it's the dodgers you know that's the thing yeah all right moving on we're gonna talk some racing what do we got we've got two races tomorrow the first one i believe is the xfinity series and uh we put it out an article for odds checker um and i mean we're not completely sold on the plays we put in there i don't know if steve's come up with anything else 
But the first thing we put out was Kyle Larson to win at plus 300. He's right there at the top of the odds board. So, I mean, normally, normally guys like us, we like to go way down and, and dig out some value. But we think there's some value with Larson at that 3-1 to one number. Um, mostly because it's such a loaded field. So the, the Cup Series regulars, we've got Cole Custer in there, Ross Chastain, William Byron, um, Moonlighting. So that kind of artificially holds up Larson's number. So, I mean, if, if it was just Larson as like a standalone project, what do you think this would be, Steve? Like plus 150, something like that? Yeah, I, th- I can't remember what his odds were at Road America, but he was again, even that race, he was not by himself. He had Cole Custer in the field. Tyler Reddick. Um, yeah, yeah, Tyler Reddick in, in the 48 car that weekend. So, again, there's, there's cup guys. So, tough yeah, race. Yeah, and I think Larson went off two to one in that race. So three to one does kind of represent some value. So we're going to take him in the uh, the Junior Motorsports Hendrick, whatever it is, car. Uh, it should be well funded. Kyle Larson, twenty twenty one ESPN driver, the driver of the year. That's our guy. Let's hitch our wagon to it. Hope it hits. What else do we like, Steve? Uh, yeah, I'm just, I'm just going to give, a, I guess, a little bit into the background of why we're going with him further. Um, I, when you look at the road courses this season, um, let me pull up what we have so far this season as far as that goes. So we have raced so far at, well, I guess in the Xfinity Series, we've raced at Coda, uh, Portland, Indy Road Course. Um, am I missing anything? There were four. I I guess the fourth one wasn't relevant enough to put into the my model, so <laughs> I'm, I'm going to go off of the three I have that I put in for, for the model here, and that was those three. Um, I guess it was Road America was the other one. Yeah, yeah, of course it was. I, we just got just kind of talking about that. So yeah, Road America is the fourth one. So. This is kind of a setup similar to Road America, uh, but I, I think Watkins Glen is the fastest road course on the calendar. With very long straights. You got the um, winding S's. You got, you got the uh, I, I believe you got the the bus stop there. That's, I mean that 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 section is uh, pretty. Uh, like scary fast. If you saw the arc race today, they didn't throw a caution. Uh, somebody almost got murdered, and <laughs> it was really Jeez. bad. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. I, I actually I saw that there was racing on one of the TVs there. I'm like, man, you know, am I missing something? Is there something I should be betting on right now? But turns out it was Arca. Can't bet on it. Doesn't matter to me. I know it matters to you, but you know, can't get down. No, and um, I just I had it on because there wasn't anything else for me to watch. Um, I, I took some notes. I mean, some mental notes. So, um, I, because of the speeds, um, we're going to go with the guys that have the better equipment. I feel like the equipment is going to matter a bit more this weekend. You're going to need, um, really strong, uh, you know, horsepower and downforce all going to come into play a bit more than uh, so-called driver ability with the bra- less braking zones. Kind of just, uh, Tone it around there a little bit more this time around. So Larson should have that covered as far as the equipment goes. Uh, we've seen colleague AJ. We know how good AJ is at the road courses. Uh, he mentioned on 
Sirius XM Radio with his weekly interview there that uh, he wasn't all that good at Watkins Glen last year. So kind of going to go with uh, Larson there since uh, AJ's car hasn't really like been there this year at the most other events. I feel like uh, the junior motorsports in general has kind of had their number. So with that in mind, I feel like that's, that's just the play there over, over uh, Dinger there because of equipment. Yeah, love that. Love that. Uh, I think Dinger finished 25th here last year. So um, the, the harder tire compound may not, may not suit his fancy. So I, I, I agree that we kind of got to not fade Dinger, but not, not look at him to win either. Yeah, we got the, we got work, uh, Rory in here. What's up, man? Good to see you. Man, Rory Rory's, Rory's awesome. We got to have him on the show sometime. Oh, I totally agree. But, uh, yeah, um, I guess that's it for me. Uh, I, I took a little bit of a sprinkle on Sammy Smith. He was in the Yorker race today. He, uh, he should have won at the Yorker race. I believe uh, Brandon Jones uh, kind of punted him and um, – who is he? Who is he battling against? Um, Connor Mosack, or was it, may not have been, have been him. But bottom line is, uh, Sammy Smith was leading most of the race, and uh, kind of just got punted there in a late race uh, restart. Brandon Jones took the win from him, so he got an Xfinity guy jumping down to the Arca Series and punting guys out of the way for wins. So I'd be Sad. pretty upset if I was Sammy Smith there. Um, Maybe he'll, t- he'll channel that frustration and um, be extra motivated tomorrow. So, and, and by the way, uh, running um, gives equipment. So again, taking that equipment angle there, sixty-six to one feels pretty good. MGM, right? Yep. Nice. Cool. So those will be our two our two winners for tomorrow. And then I think we locked on to Ty Gibbs for a top three. He was last year's Watkins Glen champion. He led, I think it was 42 out of 81 laps or something like that. He had the most fast laps. Um, His team has had above average pit cycles three out of the last four weeks. So we like Gibbs. We like the equipment uh, for top three. Even money. All right. Love Ty Gibbs this week. Very good road course racer. Won his first race on a road course he ever competed in uh, at the Daytona road course. Um, high sp- again, uh, the, I mean, Daytona, high, that's a pretty high-speed road course, so that should translate pretty well. I mean, if, I'm, I'm not looking that too much, but if you're looking back at that, I mean, he ran really well there for his first time, so I feel like, again, equipment should be good. Um, exclusive. Uh, I got a little bit of exclusive note here when i i do not like this slate pretty much um the the cup guys are really squeezing value this week because there's so many guys that they're heavy favorites so i i really looked hard at this but i I couldn't really find like that edge so uh as some may know i'm a pretty heavy dfs player daily daily fantasy sports player so sometimes when i'm really like i'm kind of stuck i can't really find what i'm looking for out of a play I just hop over onto the DFS um, section over there and check the salaries. And uh, as I kind of my my initial reaction confirmed to me, um, Kyle Larson is the most 
uh, highly priced driver this week, 10,800. Then it is uh, AJ Amendinger, 10,500. And then Gibbs, 10,200. So the guys are on there seem to be um, matching up with what the uh, DFS side believes to be true. You love to see it. You love to see it. So, yeah, I'm in. I'm in for those things. Do you have any uh, any other, like, top three, top five kind of plays? Yeah, I don't think this is on the card, but I played uh, Larson, minus 130 for a top three, an MGM. Um, I feel like this should be a pretty clean race. We know uh, Larson, Gibbs, they're, they're not going to need points racing. They should be pitting when they need to pit, and they should have a speed. This should be a fairly predictable race, unless it rains. I know there's some rain in the forecast. I don't have the latest weather update, but I think there is less percent chance of rain tomorrow than Sunday. I think Sunday was like 50% chance of rain. Oh, shit. Mm. So, hopefully tomorrow. Like that. Yeah, hopefully. <laughs> I guess not. But that, yeah, hopefully tomorrow, at least tomorrow, for sure, it stays dry. And then we'll see, we'll see what happens on Sunday. Cool. So that was Larson for a top three, he said. Yeah, minus 130. I, I played it. I'm not sure if it's on the card yet, but maybe it will. I guess for now, I'm just concerned that a bit of a lean. And I took, I took, I took uh, Sammy Smith as well for pers- personal play, plus 1,400 MGM. Kind of just leaning on that Gibbs equipment there again. And hopefully, uh, like I said, he just kind of uh, continues his his race pace that he had today. He was he was faster than Brandon Jones, right? So that's got to yeah. be something. <laughs> And then the the head-to-head that we saw that piqued some interest, we saw Austin Hill over Noah Gregson, minus 115 both ways over at Sugar House. Uh, We like Austin Hill. He is, I believe, second in uh, of the the Cup Series regulars in average finish this year on road courses. He won at Watkins Glen last year in the trucks. Uh, So in the four races this year, his average finish is 4.5. He's got three top fives. All top 10 finishes. Um, his average running position is good inside the top 10. I think he's got the second highest driver rating of the series regulars. I'm sorry, third highest. So he's kind of been like a quiet assassin on these road courses. And uh, he won at Daytona. You know, Super Speedway doesn't really translate, but the guy knows how to get to victory lane. He's a playoff driver. Um, really like Austin Hill on these. And Noah Gregson qualifies worse on average than Austin Hill. Finishes three spots behind Austin Hill on average. Um, well behind in average fast laps. So Gregson on any other course would probably be the play, but not on a roadie. So you, you like that one too, right, Steve? Uh, yeah, let's talk about Austin Hill for a little bit longer here. I mean, Austin Hill is extremely underrated as a driver. Um, I I don't remember. Where was it? He, he was in the uh, RCR car. And he filled in. I think he finished like 18th or something. He's ne- never driven a next-gen car before, and he just went out there and drove it through a top 20. Uh-huh. Um, so, and, and like you said, he's been um, extremely fast on the road courses this year. Uh, my, my, my numbers show that he's actually been better than Ty Gibbs when it comes to driver rating amongst the road courses this year. So... Well, you only have three races. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm missing for <laughs> America, but he's actually, he, I mean, he's still ahead of Ty Gibbs by a, a pretty decent margin. So I feel like even if I did incorporate that Road America track there, he would probably still be, you know, at least equal to him. So 
Um, if you look at the, the outright numbers, Austin Hill is 15 to one, Noah's uh, 20 to one. So you got a pretty big gap there. So you look head to head and I uh, feel like uh, minus 115 both ways is obviously the play for Austin Hill in that situation. Yeah, I think I think Road America though was where Austin Hill finished second. I'm I'm looking right now, so I could be wrong, but that that may skew the data just a pinch. Well, if you finished second, there skewed the oh, data. Fourth. I'm sorry, yeah, fourth. yeah, but anyway, yeah, we like that head to head. Was was there any other uh, any other head to heads that that you liked? Yeah, I got on Justin Allgaier over Sam Mayer earlier on in the week at minus one fifteen. I mean, um, Sam Mayer is going to have been uh, pretty good on road courses, but I think um, Justin Allgaier has been a little bit better on the road, on the road courses this year. Uh, kind of struggled at Coda, but that was kind of earlier on in the season. He's kind of picked it up since then. And uh, Portland and very good at any road course. Um, I mean, I, I guess that's about it. it it's kind of gotten juiced to minus 125. Um yeah, I, I like all guys. I mean, all guy has a lot more track time as far as um, Watkins Glen goes, so he should know the course pretty well. Sam Mayer is kind of a young, younger guy; doesn't really know uh, the course much at all. So, and we get limited practice time. We we'll won't we'll, we'll get too much of an opportunity for Sam there to, to get to learn a track. So, I like that play there. So you're going with the wily veteran. Always, man. If if you don't know who to take, just take the guy who has uh, more track time, right? Love it. Love it. <laughs> yeah. So I will play that now. Thanks for holding out on me, buddy. <laughs> I thought that. I thought I thought I sent that in the card. I mean, you know what? The card might have been so small. I just decided to like just not even pay any mind to the Xfinity series until we came on to the show tonight because I just didn't feel good about anything on here. Well, well, we'll take it. We're making something out of nothing here. Yeah. So nice. Hopefully it works out. But this this is not a situation where I be I'll be uh, laying too much lumber on this on this race. I'm so I'm I'm looking forward to the Cup Series for sure, though. All right. Well, I I don't have anything left here. So why don't we just why don't you just get right to it? You want you want to go to yes. Cup? Uh, do you want anything for the IndyCar race? That'll, that that that's coming up tomorrow night. Listen, man, I'm not gonna lie to you. I haven't handicapped that. I normally do that in the uh, in the local diner booth on you know the morning of the race. So yeah, I know. I mean, I'm in the same boat there, but I just want to talk about Roman Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson a little bit. Do it. Oh, it's been they a week since you talked about Jimmy Johnson. I'm I'm excited. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I just want to mention they were really strong uh, last year. They kind of started like middle of the pack. I, I, I guess they had a practice session today because their odds jump were um, opened up shorter than they are now. They got quite a bit longer. Um, Roman Grosjean there is fifty to one. Jimmy sixty to one. And we, we've seen uh, Jimmy Johnson this season. He's been more of a guy that performs during the race. He's, he's, I mean, he's never been a guy that's qualified well in his career. He's always kind of shown his pace once the race day came. So at the moment, like, like you said, I don't have a whole lot to really give here, but I just wanted to let the uh, listeners know that I'm probably going to look at, he's looking at Roman Grosjean and Jimmy Johnson this weekend because they were driving up to the field at a pretty impressive rate last season. So I just want to bring that up as a little bit of a side note. 
Love it. I, I uh, Romaine, he, he owes us some money, man. He owes us some money from what, like two weeks ago? Yeah, he, he does. Uh, I did not see what happened. I heard. Um, well, I'll tell you. <laughs> I'll tell you. He was in the top five. We had a top five bet. So, you know, simple math tells me that was a winner, you know, until shit. Who was it that wrecked him? Just just absolute Derek Krauss and bulldozed him. And uh, and that was the end of the day. I can't remember. Was it New Garden? Not sure. Either way, uh, I, it could have been a loser. Set it on fire. Um, I know. I know. Aaron from the Slack chat knows. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But so anyway, Grosjean owes us money. Let's go get it again this week. Let's do it. We'll uh, we'll put it out on Twitter. The official play. All right. Sounds good. We'll see. Uh, yeah, just make follow us, and uh, we'll try to get some better uh, better coverage for that before the uh, green flag at six p.m. Eastern time tomorrow. Nice man, we'll be able to be entertained all day. This is good. This is. Oh, good. I love it. Get some bush love, lattes I, with Rory. <laughs> I love when IndyCar and NASCAR don't contradict and go on at the same time. So, uh, and it looks I like Rory that. from the chat here says he's on Scott McLaughlin top three plus two sixty. I mean that that feels good. We'll have to check that out. But Rory's a sharp mind, so maybe we'll be tailing that sucker. Yeah, I'm never opposed to taking free plays from him. Let's go. <laughs> yeah. Cool. So let's talk about this Cup Series race. What? Uh, I know we're starting with our guy Christopher Bell in the outright win market. Uh, I know he's eighteen to one. We're all over Christopher Bell. This is like Christopher Bell week. Ring the bell. We put out an article about him to win the championship at sixteen to one. It has subsequently moved to fourteen to one, proving that we can flex our muscle at any time. But uh, Christopher Bell to win on the road course. Tell me why. Yeah, well, first of all, I think that move there just goes to show how much people really trust in your analysis over there at the odd checker. Listen, you just tell me where to go. I'll write the article. You know, <laughs> you just just point point in any direction. When, I mean, we'll take care of it. When you can post an article and it moves uh, two dollars pretty much instantly, they must uh, really believe in you. So that's that's good. Thank you. Um, <laughs> But yeah, let's get on to the um, this weekend for Christopher Bell. Uh, we're talking uh, Watkins Glen. So let's talk about the teams that I believe that, that did some testing here at Watkins Glen. It was Hendrick, Joe Gibbs, and RFK. Um, RFK had Chris Busher directly do the tests, so I'll get to him eventually. But uh, talking about Christopher Bell. I feel like if there's a if there's anybody from Joe Gibbs this weekend that can show up and run well from that organization, it's Christopher Bell. Hasn't really shown on paper that he can get the job done, but he's had some issues earlier in the season on road courses that kind of kept him out of the mix. So I mean, we've seen Christopher Bell kind. Of, if you want to go back again to the Daytona road course, he was extremely fast there, um, along with. Ty Gibbs in his first race. So, I mean, Bell was very good at the road course there at Daytona. He, that was his first career win. We had him that day. So, uh, I like to see that. And I just feel like uh, Gibbs is getting disrespected a little bit this week by the books. I feel like they're, they're reacting to what's, what we've seen at the other road courses this year, but this is not a direct comp- 
comparison because, like I said, the high speeds is just not like a heavy braking. So yeah, it's a little less technical, I think, is what we're is absolutely correct. That's exactly what I'm trying to say. So I feel like you know the equipment side of things again on the, on the cup side should come through here for Christopher Bell. Eighteen to one is a solid number for me. And, and qualifying, I mean, track position is going to be very important. So we qualify well, which uh, Bell has done all season. That'll be a nice advantage as well. Hopefully he does get uh, that, that good starting position again, too. Yeah, I mean, he had one outlier uh, qualifying effort on a road course, but so far this year it's been 7, 31, 16, and 4. So you can normally count on him to to slam that thing up front. Uh, besides that, that one thirty-first, I can't remember what the circumstances were there, but uh, yeah, Chris Bell, man, he's a machine on these road courses. And like you said, so far this year, the Toyotas have been slow, like stuck in quicksand. They have been absolute shit. Um, but this road course is not like the others, so uh, we may see them perform better. And I love Christopher Bell in any market this week, so. Let's do that. It's a good place to start. I've kind of heard him say, like, this is the super speedway race of the road courses. And I I, I like that comparison because, uh, yeah, I mean, it's just, it's fast. It's all the way around. Um, I play a lot of Gran Turismo 7, and they added, <laughs> <laughs> they added the, um, the long course for Watkins Glen. This is not the long course. This is the short course. So that kind of takes out, like, the extra technical sections there. So this kind of just ex- exemplifies the high speed sections more. So just, that's a side note. Just want to bring in there. I know the course really well because I, I race on it pretty regularly. <laughs> yeah. If you, uh, if you want to pick a fight with at captain shock 48 on the road course, he's a PlayStation five player, I believe. Yeah, man, I've been I've been transitioning from the PS4, dude. The, the PS5 version of that game, it feels like a totally different game. But uh, yeah, Watkins Glen fun fun track. Nice, nice. So who's next? Is it it's Chris Busher twenty five to one? Yeah, spoiler alert there, Chris Busher twenty five to one. Or is it Christopher Busher? It is now Christopher Busher. I need to update my notes. So I <laughs> same guy, I took, new name. Right. I took this play um, on Monday when his name was Chris Busher, and now they officially changed his name to Christopher Busher on the door. So it's uh, a big move. Got, it's a huge move, man. He uh, got three. He got three thousand likes as he requested. He would change his name to Christopher Busher. Now we're talking about Christopher Busher here, twenty-five to one. Last week, uh, not I shouldn't say last week. The last road course there at the Indy Road Course. Uh, the car caught on fire, and <laughs> I mean they were they were trying to put the fire out with him in the car, and uh, that was quite a scene. Um, and unbelievably, he dropped the car back up into the top ten and finished in the top ten. Yeah, unbelievable stuff. I what did they say caught on fire? Was it something like the door panel or something? I, I can't remember what they were what they were talking yeah, about. Yeah, it happened to Chase Briscoe last week too at Richmond, and. I guess they made some adjustments to make sure that the situation wasn't so dire like it was for Busher. But I, I, I correct me if I'm wrong, and maybe it's not, it has something to do with like the rocker box. I don't. I have no idea. But that's just a, just a 
wild guess, but um, something, yeah, something happened there. But I guess it, it, clear they wasn't altering performance of the car because Chris Buescher said he he had a race winning car at the Indy Road Course. So they've been so fast, and then you you give them this track that they perform they perform the test at. So I mean, Chris Buescher is going to know exactly how the car feels, how the tire feels. He just has all the possibilities there for him to win this weekend. He needs the win. He's obviously going to be going for the win to make the playoffs. So, like, I feel like the narrative there is perfect for Christmas Busher. He, I mean, look at Richmond last week. He, Richmond's not a track that Chris Busher really runs well at in his career. He just about ran down Harvick to win that race. It's incredible. He's, he's, he's been outstanding this year. So, and this is kind of his strength. Yeah, he's he's probably cheating. So that's uh, love that, love that. Just fast out of nowhere. But well, no, he, he's got he, he's got great road course stats. Finished twenty first, second, sixth, and tenth this year. Um, he's sixth, you know, in, in our weighted metric. He uh, his average run position is fifteen point one, but his average finish, like I said, is nine point eight. So the guy can close, which shows that he's always working on his car, always getting it better, and that that's a huge huge improvement you know compared to the guys above him so um chris busher man he has been stupid fast this year we'll take it um i think he's second and third i'm sorry third in average fast laps per race and doing it in lesser equipment than these guys so he's got a rocket ship i'm i'm a i'm a big chris busher fan uh sunday christopher busher fan yeah. christopher christopher oh. busher, right I, yeah i mean you said he was yeah uh, he was basically cheating well yeah i mean he's he's basically indirectly cheating because he did it he did the test in the in his car so brax has actually said how much that test uh has helped that team on the road courses this year but i mean nascar allows tire tests to happen and the guys that get these tire tests on these tracks have a have a competitive advantage over the field when these types of tracks come back up in the schedule sure so (laughs) you just it, that's what that is what it is they're not allowed these guys are only allowed to test when they say nascar says they can test if you need somebody to do a tire test and that just happened to be rfk did it at the road course here at walker's glen and they took a lot of good data out of it and they've run really well because of it we'll take it we'll take it so uh where else are we looking mcdowell 40 to 1 bowman 40 to 1 i think was the the winners right yeah those are the two uh mcdowell again I believe he has three top tens at the road course this year. Um, so I, you can correct me if I'm wrong, but I know no he's at, he has at least three. Um, McDowell is he's I mean he's pretty much been a lock for at least the top ten this season on on the road courses. He's been strong. I mean even before this year, he's just road courses have been somewhere he showed up and uh, run really well. Uh, talking about Coda last year. In, in the wet, he was really strong. Um, again, going back to Daytona Road Course, another guy that was strong, running in the top five. I remember that race pretty clearly. He ran really well that, that day. Um, this season, we have uh, McDowell. Uh, Sonoma, really good. Road America, really strong. And um, Indy Road Course, again, really strong. His numbers are exceptionally good this season at road courses. So. Another yeah. guy that needs to win to get into the playoffs, he could very well make it happen this weekend. He's probably going to be doing whatever he possibly can to get it done. So Cheating. Hopefully. He's already cheated once this year. Yes, you're correct. Yeah, dude, cheat again. 
But uh, <laughs> average finish, third best so far in 2022 on the road courses with 8.0, 13.388. So only behind Cindric and Elliot. That's pretty good company on a road course. Yes, sir. All right. Guess who's back? Back again. My bookie's back. Tell a friend. That's right, DJ's proud to say that we're once again being brought to you by my bookie. But just because they weren't paying us doesn't mean we haven't been giving them some love. I still use my bookie to this date, and you should too. Why? Because March is about to get crazy. Insane. Maybe even a little mad. If you're still on the hunt for a sportsbook to call home, bet the nonstop action of March Madness with my bookie. Enter bracket contests for a chance to take home prizes of up to 25,000 big ones, or pick from a huge selection of straight bets, props, and odds boosts. Whatever your style, my bookie makes it easy to play your way and get paid. Sign up now, take advantage of their generous welcome offer to score a massive first deposit bonus up to $1,000. All you have to do is use the promo code DEGENS, that's D-E-G-E-N-S, but the fun doesn't stop there. Get up-to-the-minute odds, free bets, and expert predictions to help you decide who to put your money on. The best part about MyBookie, you can bet on anything, anytime, anywhere. Use the promo code DEGENS to secure your limited-time welcome bonus today. All right, so tell me about Bowman because I don't, I don't want to bet him, but you're uh, you're twisting my arm. Go ahead. I don't I don't want to bet him either. This is the lesser of the two that I like at forty to one. Um, Bowman has had just an infinite amount of bad luck the past few weeks, and I feel like that's shifting his odds downward to wherever they probably shouldn't be as long as they are at forty to one. Eventually, this team's got to turn around. You can't you cannot finish the season. Every running the way he's running every single week. Um, I mean, I know Ally likes him over there at, at Hendrick Motorsports, but um, his teammates are have have been just they're killing him. Every, every it seems like it just and on average, Bowman is just so far behind in that in that organization that uh, he's got to step it up eventually and. We saw last year he was extremely volatile, high-variance guy. He won a bunch of races, but he also ran really poorly in the ones he didn't win. So, But if you look at his road course numbers, they're pretty good. If you look at Coda, he could have, should have maybe won that race if Ross Chastain doesn't uh, slam A.J. Allmendinger into the side of Bowman there. True. And uh, <laughs> So kind of going back on that, that's, that's a great comparison. Um, he's been pretty good at Road America. It, he ranks out almost top 10 when it comes to average amongst the four road courses I'm looking at this year. So the number is just too long. Um, you know, the co- equipment's good. Uh, Hendrick Chevy in general has been very fast on road courses. So it's kind of a, kind of a week where they're kind of just overlooking Bowman. So he might be sneaky. Well, I overlooked him too, so but I'm, I'm going to bet him now because you said so. Cool. So I know we, unless you change something, we skipped the top threes, top fives, and went right to the top tens, right? I have Chase Elliott for a top oh, three. Oh, top three. Yeah, that's right. I forgot about that. At plus 155 FanDuel. Yes, sir. Chase Elliott, this is the, he won his first race here, right here at Watkins Glen. 
Jimmy old Jimmy Johnson there pushed him. He ran he ran out of fuel in the final lap, pushed him back to pit road. That was a cool day. So Elliot obviously uh, gets it done on the road courses. Uh, I feel like Reddick is driving up the value there on Chase for the top three because uh, they're both really short odds. Um, Larson is really short at nine to one. I don't think he really belongs up there. So I feel like you're just getting a little bit of extra value there because of who Chase Elliott is around. And I wouldn't mind um, potentially playing the outright for him at five to one there, but I haven't played that yet. But it's, it's something that's on my mind I'm thinking about. We know Chase is probably still the best road course racer in the circuit. So, um, yeah, just like, I like Elliott this weekend quite a bit. We know his recent form is really good, too, is – very good last week at Richmond uh, and then rest of the season, obviously. No pressure for him either. He pretty much has a, has a, uh, the playoffs, the regular season championship locked up. So he just kind of go out there and maybe get another win and get some more playoff points, you know? Do you think he might be points racing? I don't think so. I mean, unless he's getting stage points. Yeah, that's I mean, what I mean. I would think that he would want to win the race and get those five points instead of staying out and getting two points and probably not being able to drive back up to the field. All right, math wizard. <laughs> so two is more than five for, for our <laughs> listeners. Two is not more than five. Five is more oh, than two. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Sorry. I, <laughs> like I said, I was slinging shots with Charlie Manuel. I can't be held responsible for anything I say. <laughs> All right. So top tens, right? Um, Bush yeah, or Hamlin? Loaded up on these. Um, Busher, Hamlin. Who else you like? McDowell, Bowman, kind of guy we talked about already. So we talked about Busher, talked about McDowell, talked about Bowman. We're getting, we're getting, I got Busher minus 105. He's minus 110 now. That's perfectly fine. He's, he's easily inside the top 10 this year when it comes to green flag speed etc all those fancy numbers same thing with that mcdowell he's easily inside the top 10 with those numbers at plus 150 so easy play there bowman plus 180 on fan not so easy there i mean he's still almost inside that top 10 as far as the uh, driver average goes but uh, I just like his upside there. And then uh, Denny Hamlin, minus 110, just feels like a good numbers play. you have anything on Hamlin? Or just, I, just I mean, just, just the JGR bit. thing with, with Christopher yeah. Bell. Um, I, I sure. think that, you know, that whole camp was slow earlier in the year. But like you said, this track layout kind of lends itself to fit more into JGR's wheelhouse. So uh, I like Hamlin. I think, I think out of all the, the JGR drivers – you know, throughout the, the road courses, he's probably been second best behind Chris Bell. So I, I think that Hamlin's kind of locked in. I mean, his, he's had some really great performances the last few weeks, love him or hate him, you know, cheating or not, you know, get, getting the wind taken away at Pocono, whatever. He was still the fastest that day. So I, I think Hamlin's locked in and it's playoff time. So um, time to cash a check. I, I, I can't, I can't bet against that guy. Yeah, I think that's a fair point. I think he has gotten a he got a little bit better. I think Gibbs as a whole got a little bit better at the Indy Road Course. So sure, yeah, definitely continues onward. I mean, when's the last time you saw Danny Hamlin minus one ten for a top ten finish? Dude, I I don't know. It's been 
I don't even know if it's happened. It, it's certainly not happened this year. I can't remember if it would have happened last year, but it's been a long time, long time. So, no idea. You got him. You got Kyle Busch minus one hundred five for a top ten or something like that. I mean, I'm, I'm t- the books are just they're stacking up on these guys that are non Gibbs. You know, that pretty much off of Toyota, and it's I think it's time to go back right to them. You know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. I I'm not a big Kyle Busch fan. I think he is just way off his game. There, mm-hmm. You know, whether it be something going on between his ears with that with that brain of his or some other kind of distraction with his sponsor or you know what team he's going to drive for next year i mean he just he was in the in a mall with a shooting that was going on i mean like this guy has had some crazy shit happening to him this year you're right how can he be focused i mean his brother's been out for the last four weeks with a concussion it's just yeah so many outside influences and to say it doesn't bother you i mean you have to say that but it does. I mean, we're all humans. It, nobody's a, a fucking robot. So we've we've even seen his interviews now. Like he's not like himself in his interviews. I don't think he's like this different guy now. He, he's like he, he feels like he's like a different guy. He's like happy and go lucky. But like we, we that, that's not Kyle Bush. He's trying. He's obviously trying to play towards like trying to find sponsorship. And we, we can talk about Eric Amarola too. Amarola's now coming back next year. So. Yes, I mean, it's- Kyle Busch might be able to fill that car over there at Stuart Haas, but now that's off the table. Maybe Kyle so, Busch is going for like a Xanax sponsorship. <laughs> like, yeah, it works for me. It could work for you. Yeah. You know? All right. Drugs. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up, Arch. All right, what else do we like? Head to heads, there's like five of them. Yeah, Christopher Bell over Kyle Busch. That's a nice little segue there into that matchup. So we, we talked Man, we about didn't even, we didn't even plan that. That's good. Yeah, that was totally accidental. Just fell right into our laps. So Bell over Kyle Busch. And Kyle Busch has been really bad at road courses this year. Um, it, it, he's not really getting a lot of time in the Xfinity series, and usually he runs like uh, you know the, the races over there to get prepared for. The road course is on Sunday. He hasn't really had that this year, I don't think, as much. But I think Bubba Wallace actually has been filling in over there on, on the Xfinity side for whatever reason, more so than Kyle has. I mean, Kyle Busch, yeah, he, he, he's not running any Xfinity races this year. So maybe that's been an issue for him, too. Where's that bell over Bush head-to-head? Should be on DraftKings. I am not Honestly, seeing it. I, I mean, reading, reading is never a strong suit of mine, but I, I don't <laughs> see it anymore. Huh. Yeah, he gotten taken down. Yeah, I think you're right. I don't see it either. So it's okay. not just your eyes. How about that? Hmm. I, you know what I think happened was uh, Christopher Bell opened up at 20 to 1. And he's gotten bet down to 18 to 1. Kyle Bush is 25 to 1. So I'm assuming people have pretty much not bet on Kyle Bush at all. So they, usually what happens sometimes is you just take the matchups to completely down when they get like that. Yeah, one-way traffic. Mm-hmm. So sorry about that for anybody listening live. Um, still got one over Denny Hamlin, though, right? I think that's still up there. Christopher Bell over Hamlin. Yeah, and then you could also pivot to Hamlin over Bush. Uh, I, I, I like Christopher Bell so much. So. Yeah, all right. Well, I'll just be quiet. Shut up, Phil. 
Do is is Hamlin the better play there? I I guess it is over Kyle, right? I, I didn't personally play that one, but we can talk about it. Yeah, over Kyle Bush, absolutely. I, I don't even think that's a I don't even think that's a coin flip. I think it's Hamlin all day. All right. That's it then. That's that's your pivot. There it is. <laughs> pivot. All right, what else we got? We got uh, the back-to-back winner, Kevin Harvick, over Ryan Blaney this week. I like this one a lot because of two reasons. It's plus 140, steel. Um, it's against Ryan Blaney. who's going to be points racing because he's very closely outside the number of the playoffs. So, steel. That's two, that's two uh, check two boxes there. Um, Kevin Harvick's been really good in the past couple weeks, obviously. He's kind of found something with the – I guess he's greasing up his his uh, racing shoes now. He's got more comfort with there with the brakes and the throttle. Uh, so he's kind of found a little bit of comfort zone in the past month or two, and it's shown on track. And this is a more of a conventional road course. I think I have in my notes. Uh, Harvick's kind of better uh, at these types of tracks. We saw him be much better at Sonoma, which is like a natural road course compared to like the roll style. So again, back to Watkins Glen, which is a natural road course. So got that with good form got that with uh Stuart Haas kind of flexing the muscle a little bit more forward getting better so yeah that's that's my analysis on that one yeah I like that I like that a lot and to that end you know you, you said Blaney's probably going to be points racing for for stage wins what about uh the dinger over Blaney dinger minus 103 as a small dog oh yeah uh, let me guess. That's on uh, Awesomeo slash Sugarhouse. It is on Sugarhouse, yeah. <laughs> you got a good feel for the lines there, Steve. Yeah, that. I mean, usually that's like the last place I personally go to look. So that's kind of how I knew. You should hammer them. <laughs> they got a lot of garbage lines. They do. That's true. Yeah, but I love that. There's one sharp one that I, I hate them for it. I hate all the books for this one. Putting Busher and McDowell against each other. Ah oh, man, that's so. I hate when it's so it's gross. So gross. I, I love them both, but I think Busher is the one that's juiced in that one, right? Minus yeah. one twenty-five. Yeah. But I, uh, actually, it's minus one thirty now. People were hitting Bush uh, Bushman over there. Yeah, it, it just sucks. Uh, you know when they put our two play on guys against each other. Yeah, I don't. I don't have any. I don't have a side in that one. Uh, what else you got? So we got. Harvick over Blaney, uh, Hamlin over Bush. What else? I got uh, AJ Allmendinger over Kevin Harvick. Love this one. I mean, I talked about Kevin Harvick a little bit just now, but in this one, you're facing off against uh, AJ, uh, and AJ's kind of been uh, a premium road course racer over uh, over here in the NASCAR side of the world. Um, AJ is just um he's been really good this season over here in the Cup series. Um in races that he hasn't had equipment failures or other issues. Uh, I mean, look at what what he did at the Indy Road course. The guy was about to win a race in uh, a cool suit that wasn't even functioning. The guy was basically about to collapse and he's still driving the car up there about to pass the leader and win the whole race. <laughs> Listen, it's it's easy not to it's easy not to pass out when you're when you're bringing it home to Mrs. North Carolina. That's true. Yep. 
Dope. But um, yeah, I mean, I, I I know I didn't really like AJ all that much in the Xfinity series, but uh, over here on the Cup Series side now, where um, you don't need AJ to win the race, you just need AJ to beat his, his opponent here, uh, and um, you're getting a pretty good guy here with uh, with Harvick. Um, just the odds reflect that. Um, Harvick is twenty five to one outright, uh, and AJ has gotten steamed down to fifteen to one. So, mob steam. Yep. When you see that, and you see the matchup not move, that's when your time is to strike. Perfect. Uh, cool. So I see. I see Christopher Bell with Briscoe has populated instead of the uh, the Kyle Busch line. I don't remember seeing that matchup earlier in the week. What do you think of that one? I think it's funny. There's a lot, I've heard a lot of people say they're not really on Chase Briscoe this week because he's not really like performed all that well. But really, I mean, if you look, if you actually watch the races, like start to finish, Briscoe is always up there. We've, we've seen him even like last year at the Indy Road course. Uh, he was up there. He got penalized for cutting the corner or whatever and then taking Hamlin out. So, I mean, that was a situation there. We could have finished inside the top three. Um, I believe this year as well. I mean, he, he runs up front. He just he just runs into, into problems and kind of uh, gets relegated back. I mean, Chase Briscoe, we, let me just pull, pull some raw data up here and uh, see how his like, right driver rating has been. But, yeah, I mean, he's, he's inside the top ten. He's very consistent. So who, who, who was the matchup again? Bell. Against uh, Bell? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, that's against Christopher Bell. I'm, I'm not really sure I'd want to touch that personally. Damn, Briscoe this year, average finish 20th on road courses 30th 13th 14th 23 i mean that could be to you know him finding himself in trouble i uh, i do think that's the case the problem with him is that he races really well but he makes some pretty bad decisions down the road <laughs> I, yeah, I mean uh, one thing that's concerning though is he's only got uh three fast laps in the four races hmm. so you, you'd think even if he's finishing the race and he's supposed to be some kind of elite prospect that he would be be turning fast laps yeah. not the case hmm. man i like bill in every every way possible yeah and, and that's when he run into really high danger uh, <laughs> i know i know it man i know it. we gotta kind of buy out of it but man i i just it's gonna be tough to stay off bell this weekend it, it really is Plus, he's got such a cool emoji when he wins. Like, there's a little, the little bell that you hit. You know, it's got the. Yeah, you can use that. No, all right. Well, I mean, I need to look into that. I haven't. I'm not sure if I've taken uh, notice of that or not. Well, I'm the emoji guy. You know. Oh, 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 oh that emoji. Yeah. Just yeah. Jack- yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I love that. Yeah. Um. All right. I got one more matchup. I got Rochester over Carl Larson. I feel like love this, this is one. pretty. Straightforward one, yeah. I mean, Ross Chastain is another another example of a guy that's uh, really good at road course racing this year. He ranks out incredibly well. He was extremely strong at Coda, um, really good at Road America, and I had to omit his driver rating at Indy Road Course because he tried to cheat and uh, cut <laughs> and take an alternate route and win the race. 
come second. I would just say he was taking the road less traveled. That's <laughs> great. Yeah, exactly right. I mean, it was a smart play. Just didn't work out for him. <laughs> it did look like he tried to check up, but he was like, man, there's no fucking way I'm going to make it out of that. There's no chance he would have made that. He would, he would have been in the grass. Yeah, so, I mean, what do you do? I mean, they, there wasn't any specific rule against it. Even Logano said, in my mind, Ross Chastain finished second. Right. Which he should have because we had a top five ticket. So, <laughs> fucking NASCAR, man. But yeah, I like Ross over Kyle Larson. I mean, you could argue, oh, Kyle's going to get extra extra seat time in Xfinity, but so is Ross. So I mean, they're both going to get laps. So I mean, that's kind of a wash. Um, Ross has proven to be the better road course racer this year. Um, so I, I really like that. I, I'm definitely and, behind you. And I, I'm extremely excited about that team this weekend. We got Kimi Raikkonen, the Ice Man, racing man, Formula One champion. Um, I don't know how it's going to impact the team, but um, I don't think it can hurt to have a guy like that over there. You know, dude, I, I, it's going to be such a cool experience for for Suarez and Chastain to have the fucking Ice Man in your garage all weekend. You, they're definitely going to learn something. You know, it's I'm sure it's going to be an invaluable experience. Kimi Raikkonen is one of the best drivers on the planet. Yes, yeah, sir. Um, it's going to be fun to watch. Is there's seven international drivers competing this weekend at Watkins Glen? No Canadians, Arch. Oh, that's too bad. <laughs> yeah. No Canadians. No Canadians. I checked. But that's it, man. It's 12:27. We're in your prime, Steve. All these plays yeah. are definitely winners now at this yeah, at this time exactly. slot. So. Yeah, we'll see. I don't have any um constructor or group bets this weekend yet so maybe we'll take a look at practice tomorrow and see uh the times but uh it's it's tough to get a good read in practice when it comes to road courses because you don't get a whole lot of data the laps are long so i imagine you'll get maybe 10 laps of data hopefully yeah. uh we get a little bit of something we learn tomorrow but i don't like, i don't plan on it only then i might see some line movement then uh, take advantage of that but that's about it. Cool. Well, I, I don't I don't really have anything anything until practice qualifying tomorrow. We do have a little debate going on here. Rory thinks KFB to the 48 next year. Mark I, is Kyle never going to SHR. So this is kind of like a hot button. Mark also says he should ask Brexton, his, I don't know, eight-year-old son to drive the car, which is probably good advice. So all kinds of good stuff happening in the chat tonight. Thanks for coming out, boys. Yeah, I appreciate it. We love it. We love we love live comments. And um, yeah, I mean, two things. That's actually going to happen with with Brexton, uh, Brexton Bush. Um, I mean, the goal for Kyle is for him to race until Brexton is you know old enough to race in the truck series, and they plan on splitting a truck, you know, half and half for a season, and then eventually Brexton will take over the truck full time. So he's kind of like LeBron and Bronny. <laughs> or something and yeah. as far as the alex bowman thing with kyle bush uh yeah i agree um that's why i said alex bowman needs to get it together like his time is gonna be coming to an end if he keeps pretty much blowing it every week <laughs> you know yeah. i know that's why i said i know ally likes kyle you know alex bowman but um who would you rather take? Would you rather have Alex Bowman or Kyle Bush? Let's Kyle be honest. Bush. I mean, there's no, there's no, there's no debate there, and the, yeah, the ride's getting filled up. So, 
Kyle Bush for me. But yeah, man, that's that's all I got. Arch, you have anything? You have any any no, plays no, you like this week? No thoughts. No thoughts. I am <laughs> I am thoughtless. I have nothing. No, there's no gas in this tank left at all. Yeah. No, I heard you're uh, you're kind of uh, on fumes over there tonight. I am. It's been a long week. I got to deal with Phil every day of the week now. So oh, I'm so sorry. I have just oh. so much more time to <laughs> handicap darts. <laughs> all right, that was a good way to spend Friday night, though, going into Saturday morning. Boys. Yeah, this was yeah, another was... two day episode. It was. Yeah, there you go. At least Archie weren't bored tonight like you were that one week. Remember that? Was that which week? No racing. No, that was the week we had um, Aaron on the show. Oh yeah, yeah. I'm fantasizing about that right now at this moment. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Phil, it's always good talking to you. Boys, fantastic show. A lot of winners here. I feel it. I feel it. I love it. Steve, go go away. I'm going to go play some Gran Turismo 7. All right. Watkins Glen. Watkins Glen. (laughs) Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea innovation, and partnership. We're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.